0: Haunting of Haunted House. Chapter Four Rejoining our troubled family, we enter deep into the bowels of the haunted home. Through corridors and passageways, we find ourselves in a dark, mysterious basement. The walls coated with various instruments of torture and death a standing knight's armor in the corner. Ed is strapped down to the face of a guillotine, the blade swaying back and forth, inching closer and closer to slicing him open. (laughs) You know, Benjamin, I always thought you were a stand-up fella. But, But now I'm starting to think, there's something off about you. Master Ed, that's no way to speak to your executioner. Benjamin the butler prepares something at a workbench off to the side. See, that's what I mean. Executioner. Not exactly the type of way your average butler speaks about themselves. I'm going to kill you, Ed. And then I'm going to kill Opie and Betty. And then everything will fall into place. I don't think I like this plan of yours. Don't worry, Ed. You will have died for a good cause. Oh. Oh, well, that's nice. Just then, the blade swipes against the tip of Ed's belly. Hey! That hurts! Ow! You know, you're the worst butler ever. Suck it in. Suck it in. You got this. It's no use, Ed. You are going to die. And then Veronica will be mine. Veronica? Suddenly, the straps locked to Ed's wrists begin to come undone. Ed looks puzzled as they release him, almost as if some invisible or ghostly force aided him. What the, I'm free, yo! One final swipe of the blade as Ed dives out of the way, crashing into Benjamin's work desk. Get back on there. You know, Benjamin, you're a terrible butler. Ed shoves Benjamin, knocking him back over the table. Ed turns and runs for the door, stumbling. Whoa, whoa, whoa! And landing face first directly onto the standing knight's armor's sword, impaling himself. Benjamin stares, eyes wide. Well, that worked out nicely. In Opie's bedroom, Tina and Gina are trying to pin him down to his bed. Ladies, 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 please, please, I I can't, I can't do, oh, I can't do this, whoa, whoa, (laughs) Tina finds Opie's cell phone. Golly, your phones these days are so high tech. Let's take a, what do you call them now? A selfie? Ooh, yeah, a sexy selfie. (laughs) Whoa, give me the phone. (laughs) <laughs> Let's not. No, no selfies. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no Smile. selfies. Smile. <laughs> Delete it. Delete it. Delete it right now. Who's Elaine? Uh, Just answer it and tell her to go away. No, 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 no. no. Don't answer it. Don't, don't. Just as Tina is about to answer the call, Opie springs from his bed and leaps for Tina, passing right through her and crashing into uh, a bookshelf. Uh, oh. <sighs> Remind me to never try to tackle a ghost again. A yearbook falls from the shelf onto Opie's head. It opens to a page showing the prom king and queens. Not just one queen, but two. Oh my god, it's you two. (sighs) We finished in a dead tie in the polls. No pun intended. So we were both royalty that night. Oh, and who was king? Opie realizes who it is in the photograph. Dennis? Forget about dumb old Dennis. You're way better than he is. Yes, that is true. He is a bit of a dolt. A total dolt. No brains whatsoever. Thinks he can get by only on his looks. His good looks. Good, good looks. And his muscles. And hair. And those lips. Mm. mm. So kissable. Uh, you, you two don't still have feelings for Dennis, right? What? Please. No way. Of course not. Hmm. Okay. Back in the basement, Benjamin is still elated over Ed's untimely, accidental death. Well, it didn't go exactly according to plan. But at the end of the day, a success is a success. What's a success? Benjamin turns and sees, hovering over his own dead body, the ghost of Ed scratching his head confused. Why do I feel so floaty and weird? No. Please no, you're dead. Hey, speak for yourself, pal. This can't be happening. Oh, crap. I'm a ghost too. (laughs) This sucks. There has to be some way to fix this. Benjamin races to an old bookshelf and pulls down a tattered book. It looks ancient, evil. Many sections marked with bookmarks. Benjamin flips through. Hey, what's that book? Benjamin doesn't answer. Ed notices the title printed on the front of the book. The Book of the Eternal Dead. This doesn't sit well with Ed. Ed snatches the book from Benjamin. <laughs> OK, whatever you're up to, I'm not having it. Now, give me that. <laughs> hey, You try to kill me, I take your book. <laughs> I'm out of here. Ed takes off in a dash racing down a dark corridor. Benjamin fumes. Get back here. Where do you think you're going? Benjamin swoops down the corridor in pursuit of Ed. Meanwhile, Betty and Dennis grow hot and heavy. More, Dennis. Don't stop. I don't get tired, baby. I'm dead. Oh, yeah, Dennis. Oh, yeah, Tina. Oh. Tina. Um, who? You just yelled out, Tina. Uh, no I didn't. Yes, you did. Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. And I'm pretty sure I know who that is, too. Baby doll, she means nothing to me. (laughs) Just when I thought things were going so well. I mean... The whole you being dead thing was tough, but this hurts so much more. The front window of the house is thrown <laughs> open. Betty, Dennis, get in here now. What does that small fry want? <laughs> Something must be wrong. Come with me. This episode was written by Richard Pierce, produced and directed by Michael Wormser, audio engineer Austin Olivia Kendrick, editorial consultant John Ross, with original music by Christopher Raymond. Starring Patrick O'Sullivan, Annie Milligan, Mark Heron, Charlie Battaglia, Robert Fleet, Melody Pink, Nicola Acosta, and narrated by Ben Van Diepen. Episode 5, available now.